This is the Realm of Agape Christian Church. I'm going back on the morning train. Evening train's going to be too late. Starve the morning. Christ Jesus is coming. Yes, it's a morning train. You better be ready. He's showing us in this meditative message based on a scripture in the middle of the book of James. James 4 verse 7 in the King James Version it reads, Submit yourselves therefore to God. James had a whole discussion. You see the word therefore, you're supposed to ask what is it therefore? If you read ahead, which we don't have time to do in this message, that could be your spiritual homework. And you could see why did James come to this point? Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. We thank God. Christians, I got a question for you. Is it, is it OK for, for Christians to fight it's a lot of folk around town, amen, they're getting angry. Certain things matter to some that does not matter to others. And folks are out there at odds and they're fighting. Sometimes just with looks. They'll pass you by, snarl at you with their eyebrows looking mean. And oftentimes we may snarl back, my God, some have such demonic oomph that they will utter verbal attacks others will go even further as they are more dark in sin and now they will start being physical but is it okay for Christians to fight how should those who have truly become a child of God by the power of the Holy Ghost behave in this present world should they simply avoid or even be sheltered from their surrounding community and society as a whole as a developing disciple? Or perhaps should they have tactical training against personal attacks from the devil and from folk that the devil uses? Are you willing to take a stand for God? In the midst of all this, what can be done to facilitate a sustained stance for God? Since the Holy Spirit wars against the flesh, you must be willing and able to do what the title of this message exhorts. Stand up and fight in Jesus's name. Yes, I am letting you know that God has commissioned us. Stand up and fight in Jesus's name. The main thought here is that if you faithfully maintain a force of resistance against the forces of darkness in Jesus's name, in effect, you will be maintaining the status of a good fight of faith. There are bad fights, yes, and there are good fights. Heaven will teach us of the good fight. There's bad courage and good courage. Be ye of what good courage. God always encourages us that way. But we must faithfully maintain a force of resistance. Do it without wavering, without going up and down, stay stationary. And it's a force. It's something you got to do. Force happens when something's moving. You could try to move something, 
and if it doesn't move, no work was done. Forces can push, forces can pull. It's either a push or a pull, simple as that. So we need some kind of force of resistance against the forces of darkness. Darkness has forces pushing and pulling us, but we gotta go against those forces. The spiritual physics go against them. In what manner? In our own manner, our earthly understanding kind of manner, how we were born and shaped in iniquity kind of manner? No, in Jesus' name, in his auspices, and everything that he stands for, Jesus' name, his kingdom rules, Jesus' name, how he expects us to represent him, Jesus' name. We got to do it like that. And when we do that, what's the effect? You will be maintaining a status of what? A good fight of faith. Let's go through James chapter four right quick in a synopsis fashion. Of the early church, it was said, quote, behold how they love one another, end quote. Imagine people saying that about the church in general. Behold how they love one another. But guess what? of today's Christian church in general, people might say, behold, how they compete with one another. That's sad. That's a big change, isn't it? That testimony will certainly bring a reproach on Jesus's name. Why is it sometimes so difficult for God's people to simply get along? As the man said out west, why can't we all get along can't we all get along? Let's look at what James 4 has to offer us regarding getting along with God and getting along with each other. Verses 1 through 3 of James 4 teach us about selfishness. Now, um, the wars that might exist among us, and I'm talking about people of God. The wars among us are caused by wars within us. This is how the devil does it. He will cause us to now be like little kamikaze terrorists entering in. I was glad when they say go to the house of the Lord, but that's the devil's talk when he wants to come in and cause a what? Implosion. Explosion within the house. Not outside of the house. Implosion is, is something exploding within my God, selfishness could exist because of what we have brought to the house. We want to please ourselves at times when we are not walking in the spirit. It's easy then to want to please ourselves, even if it hurts somebody else. My God, if we are not careful, even our prayers can become selfish imagine that god help this this and this and that but first help me and then we don't even care much about others at that point james 4 verse 4 helps us to understand about worldliness amongst the brothers and sisters of the lord because abraham was separated from sin he was the friend of god according to james 223 but Lot was the friend of the world, 
in uh, comparison according to Genesis 13 verses 1 through 13. And then, of course, there's a small book, First John, that talks about us, amen, being, amen, holy before God and not attaining to worldliness. You can't have both, amen. If you say you have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, you, you're going to be a liar and not a doer of God's holy truth. God expects us not to pitch our tents towards Sodom. Amen. A lot of us do that more than we might know. It's based on how we meditate. We could meditate on things other than the Bible. When we're not meditating on the word, we're going to meditate on something because God created us to meditate on something. God created us to be a part of something. God created us to have a purpose. If it's not his purpose, it's going to be some other purpose, some ungodly purpose. And this is the big question why we are living. You know, what are we here for? What am I on this earth for? And um, the world has a lot to offer with ungodly wisdom for that. And there are so many poles from a deadly pole of being one who said there's nothingness. Therefore, we are nothing. There's no God and we have no purpose. We may as well destroy ourselves. And then the opposite end. My God, we, 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 we need to not be so heavenly that we're no what? Earthly good. We have to have sensibility that comes from God's spirit. Then we will know the difference between godliness and what is considered secular, humanistic, worldliness. Amen. Uh, James chapter 4 verses 5 through 10 help us to learn about pride. Satan knows how to use pride to defeat you as he defeated Eve with that false teaching. In Genesis 3, 1 through 6, he will come to you with what he knows is your weak proclivity. And he was able to go to her because Adam did one of these numbers. Go on ahead. It was his household, and he's in the household. Amen? It's Eve's household, too. But Adam, amen, God put him there first. He should have knew better. And he knew that wasn't God. But here he is letting the devil come right into the midst of his home and watching him conversate with his wife. And he was right there. She, she didn't have to send an Uber for him to get the fruit, did she? She didn't have to call a taxi. Taxi, take this over to Adam. Messenger boy, take this over to Adam. Adam was right there. She turned and gave him part of it. My God. So when we see that happen in Eve, it's because Adam came with this openness to whatever Satan had to offer. So, my God, he had a certain level of pride. And then that came into his home, of course. And she was in fellowship with that prideful development of being religious without submitting fully to God. Being religious without acknowledging God. In all thy ways, acknowledge God and he will what? Direct your path. But when we don't do that, we are full of pride. We want to do it our way. Are you laughing when you should be weeping over your sins? The devil will make it something that's not that important to deal with. Are you resisting 
the devil or resisting the Lord. That's how pride comes in. If you're resisting the Lord, you can do it on your own, even though he's the creator and knows what is needed. We begin to say, I could do it on my own. Pride. Not waiting on the Lord. Pride. Not approaching him in prayer. Pride. Not waiting on the voice of the Lord. Pride. Now, look at verses 11 and 12 of James 4. Those are teaching us about criticism. One of the easiest ways to hide our sins is to expose the sins of others. Uh, they used to tell me when I was a little boy, pointing the finger. Look how many I'm pointing back at you. Then I used to be smart aleck and do this. I said, well, none of them's pointing back. But the teacher was more smart aleck than me. She said, your whole arm's going back. I couldn't do nothing with that. So, my God. We, we like to uh, have shovel time. Shoveling over to other folk. I know Dan Norris used to say, this is one of them rake sermons. Rake it to you. Don't try to shovel it to somebody else. And I, I remember these old songs when I was a little boy in the Baptist church. It, it's not my mother, not my brother, but it's me, oh Lord. What's standing in the need of prayer. Not the deacon, not the teacher, but it's me, O Lord, standing in the need of prayer. It's me, it's me, it's me, O Lord, standing in the need of prayer. You got to look in the mirror of the word of God and see what it's showing you about yourself. If not, gossip will prevail in your mind, heart, and out of your tongue. Gossip and slander. Those grieve the spirit of God and they divide the family of God. God called us to be witnesses and not judges. Amen. So beware of ungodly criticism. Amen. Now, the latter part of James 4, verses 13 through 17, those verses teach us about boasting. Did you know that life is but a vapor? James 4:14. Life is but a vapor. Amen. Life is short and the future unknown. So God admonishes us to do the will of God today. Amen. And when you make plans for your life, no matter what they are, vacations, staycations, whatever they are, or whatever you're going to do, your career, whatever, whatever, always say this, if the Lord wills. We don't say that much today. I don't hear a lot of folks saying, if the Lord wills. I pronounced that phrase in public once and uh, a few people laughed. They thought it was a joke. But this is a serious thing. In all thy ways, what? Acknowledge him. And he will what? Direct your paths. My God, look in Proverbs. Yes, if the Lord wills, very important. We got to stop making our boasts about what we're going to do and how we're going to do it and when we're going to do it. Especially these institutions God has made, like marriage. We're walking around so proud, like we just got it all under control, like we're going to do this, like we're going to do that. But God is saying that you must acknowledge him and let him bring it to pass. Amen. Now, when fighting the good fight of faith, it is crucial that you know three main tactics of the enemy, and then we're done. You got to know how the enemy fights. How are you going to fight him if you don't know how he fights? He's very subtle. 
So beforehand, think about these. There are three levels. Here's the first level of the devil. He'll say this, I'm not here. Simple as that. I'm not here. He'll blame God for everything. He'll blame everybody and everyone about everything. He won't blame himself. All hell breaks loose and he'll say, I'm not here. The devil gets us to think that we are the foundational cause since he does not exist in the equation of our problems. In these situations, he is the deceptive cause that disappears. In other words, there is no enemy. There is no need to fight. Just painfully accept your blame and shame. This is what people are doing. And this is why a lot of people are taking themselves out. This is why a lot of people are, quote unquote, walking away from the faith. The devil is not there. Level one. If he can convince you of level one, level two is coming. Intimidation. So he moves to saying he's not there to now causing intimidation. Maybe you know the devil is there by chance, but uh, you are too passive to get stern with him. Remember, we must, amen, be diligent about the force God enables us to use against the forces of darkness. We must be diligent about it. We must be uh, uh, biblically strategic about it. We can't be passive. We have to get stern. Uh, if at first he does not budge, you know, some people just give up and uh, accept the fact of whatever the devil is telling them. Uh, I should say the lie that the devil is telling them. It seems like a fact at the time and then you take it as fact when it is the devil's fiction. My God. But uh, the devil sometimes, you know, he, he'll put up a little resistance. He's not going to, you know, flee right away. He may not budge. The devil will cause you now to accept the fact that you are not made whole and that's your status in life. I remember I was watching this movie and um, one young man in the quote unquote ghetto with another friend and he had promise. He was doing good in school and um, he could get a scholarship uh, academically and go to college. The other, his friend helped him by not squealing on him uh, when they were almost caught by the police. He allowed himself to get caught and the other to flee the scene and not get in trouble. And he never gave up his name. So he felt an attachment there. And uh, he wanted to pull the friend down with him to go and shoot and do and rob and do whatever, whatever, whatever. He thought he had a hold on him. That's how the devil does us. He, he, he gets some kind of hold on us. And we feel like we have this attachment to our catastrophe. It's like we're married to it, my God. But the Lord will shine a light from heaven and will cause us to see the difference that there is a way out of nowhere. His name is Jesus and he can lead you, amen, into the path of righteousness for his name's sake. And you will be enabled by his power to resist the devil, fight him.
according to James 4, 7. And that's, that scripture lets us know that we have to stand our ground and fight. Don't let folks pull you down and change your mind. Don't let the devil pull you down and change your mind. You have a purpose from glory. You need to go forward in it. Amen. Come what may. Don't look left or right. Go forward on the straight and narrow way and let God lead you out of that thing. When the enemy changes his tactics, though, from subtle to covert uh, to overt assaults, we, we cannot become intimidated. He tries to intimidate us like a dog with a big bark that has no teeth, but his bark so big you think he may have teeth. My God. But we must fight the good fight of faith, knowing that Christ will never leave us. He will never forsake us. I don't care how loud the devil's getting in society. They got flags, all colorful flags all over the poles, building up all kind of ungodly pride around town. Children in school don't know how to have the respect they ought to have for leadership in the classroom. They will backtalk you. They will second guess you the fifth time, even though you said it four other times. And now you're on the fifth time. They're still acting as if they did not hear you. My God. Some teachers are reverting, are, are, are now going to use yell tactics as scare tactics. And they're getting reported as screamers and getting in trouble. My God, now the parents are putting the teachers on timeout. Used to be you get a report at home right away. What did you do? You're on timeout. Give me your toys. Give me everything. My God. Now they go home with a story, no matter how concocted it is, right away. They don't even call the teacher. Sometimes they go right to the principal or to their superintendent. That teacher needs to be straightened out. They're going against my child. My child should be happy in school. They don't even care if the child's breaking rules or whatever they're doing. My God. And, and, and this is how the devil is. He will intimidate you. Make you feel like you have nothing else to do. But you know, love conquers all. I thank God I look right in square in the eye of these little sheriffs that are in my room, <laughs> and I don't break a sweat, amen, I get sarcastic, sardonic jokes, my God, and I smile, I say, you know what, you're not going to have lunch recess, the rest of them going to be out playing, somebody come and play, not you, you're going to be in the, in the lunchroom writing a little report about your behavior, uh, have fun with that report, they didn't think I meant it, it's time to line up, they're getting their coats, I say, why are you getting your coat, hang your coat back up. I can't go outside. Here come the tears. Oh, repentance come now. Oh, too late. He let it be said. What? Too late. My God. But I had grace. I said, if you will now utter, you know, that you are sorry for what you did and you have to explain what you did. Now you owe an apology to them and me. A couple of them had to do it. Cause they over there crying now. <laughs> yep, they try to intimidate me. I said, no, but love, I got you. Love conquers all. I said, I don't want you to go outside because I love you. No, that's not love. You don't want me to do this. I said, no, if I didn't love you, I, just, I would just let you mess up, give you a bad grade, and not even care about you. But I care. I don't want you to mess up. You're not going out. Now they're starting to get the point a little bit. It's taking us now this little few weeks of adjustment. They're coming in all buck wild. Now y'all gonna straighten up and fly right. 
up in here, up in here. You're not going to intimidate me. No, no, no. I don't care. They came in subtle now, covert and assaulting all kind of ways. But I said, no, I'm going to have the good fight of faith. Amen. Amen. We got to do the devil that way. He'll try to intimidate you, looking like no way out. Or, oh, I'm going to get in trouble if I do this or say that. No, no. There's a way that's above, far beyond what we could fathom or think. We got to stay in the counsels of God because it exceeds what the earth has. Amen. His joy, oh my God, is unspeakable and what? Full of glory beyond what we could fathom or think. I'm staying in the rules of God. If I stay in the rules of God, there's nothing these parents parents and children of the devil out there in society wherever can say against me why because i'm walking with the fruit of the spirit and against such what there is no law hallelujah (laughs) anyhow (laughs) that's why i get requests and i had to call several parents this week and the parents were on my side hallelujah anyhow (laughs) thank you lord Look at level three of the devil now. First, he's going to say, I'm not here. He's going to try to intimidate you. Now, he's going to get you to cut a deal. Level three, cut a deal. My God. After resisting the devil's deception and intimidation, he will move to get us to cut a deal. Things may seem peaceful, but there is a slow brewing turmoil that will eventually erupt. Like those volcanoes do. He gets some to some people to become uh, saints that sell out. He gets some to compromise their ground. He gets some of us to get too cozy, lax, passive, and comfortable with the existence of sin that allows him to set up camp within our loosely guarded domain of our soul and our mind. My God. And if he could do it to us, he'll work his way to the household. He did it to Adam subtly. See, the scripture kind of bypasses sort of, but you have to use inference. A lot of people don't read the Bible with spiritual inference. You have to say, wait a minute, huh? He got he must have had to get past Adam because they're talking about Eve. Aren't they married? And he called them Adam. That's in the scripture in in Genesis. And he called them Adam. That's why the woman gets the man's name even now. But a lot of your women got rebellious and got the hyphenated name. That's all good. though. God bless you. I'm just mess. I'm just messing with you. It's not rebellion. I'm just playing. (laughs) But God called them what? Adam. If he called them Adam. But now he's dealing with what's going on with Eve. Adam wasn't on his job. Right away. You got to infer that. Adam wasn't on his job. They're married. They are called Adam. My God. And I have the kind of Bible that's written chronologically. So you will have one verse that probably should have been stated before the other one. They're not far away, but that one really should have been before that one. And so certain things happened prior. They were married and then here come the devil. See? Sometimes people read the Bible too fast. It looks like the devil came before they got married. No, they were already married. They had their household. And Adam, he cut the deal first. It may not look like it, but that joker cut the deal first. My God, and the devil was free to come on in. 
hey Eve, how you got? You can pass the the front entrance, past the foyer, and uh, past the hallway. Now you all back here in the den with me. Yep, here I is. My God, that's a shame. My God. So level one, I'm not here. Be careful. Yeah, the devil's there. He he throws rocks and what hides his hands. Level two, if he can. You know, if you if you if you feel all right with, with that, he'll go to now intimidation. He'll scare you in. And then he'll have you where he needs you and then get you to cut a deal. My God. In conclusion, saints, a complete surrender to the move of the Holy Spirit. The spirit who was sent as our comforter by the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ is absolutely essential for success against the world, the flesh, and the devil. That's like that evil trinity. The world, the secular, humanistic world, the flesh, and the devil. The conclusive challenge of this message, this devotional message, is for you to become partners with the Holy Spirit, in a sense. Partners with him. Work with him. Amen. That will enable us to have an experience of that optimizing of the completion of our divine destiny. Divine destiny is ever before us. It's an opportunity, but we don't always make good of the opportunity. We don't optimize the completion of it. We walk around like babies. Remember uh, the Pauline epistle? Uh, wherein he's scolding the church and he's saying, you know, I want to talk to you in a more mature fashion, but I got to treat you like babies and feed you milk. Amen. I could have been giving you steak, but you haven't grown up. We don't optimize the completion of our divine destiny. My God, we got to allow the Holy Ghost to do what he came to do. He wants us to have the power to focus on the goal that God has for us and for the rest of the church family. If he can't get one part of the church family, he'll get another part and work his way in. My God. But after the Holy Ghost comes in, he wants to fill us, cleanse us, fill us, heal us, deliver us, educate us. My God, he will lead us correctly, all of it. Encourage us to do right, think right, be right. Amen. Why not give him the chance to assist you under God's divine order? Why not? You know, there are little things in your life that still need to get there. Let's give God those little parts. It's like you do good on all parts. Say there's 10 chapters. You do good through 9.9. But that last little part gets you to chapter 10. My God. And sometimes it's all, almost the whole book. Chapters 1 through part of 10. Half of 10, almost the whole 10. But it's, there's still a little piece. I'm, I'm talking, to, talking to your little piece right now, my God. And some of our pieces are bigger than others, whatever. But you know your piece. God needs to come in there and make order happen, heavenly order. Why not give him the chance to assist you under God's divine order? You need his presence, complete presence. Don't block parts of your heart. There should not be a secret closet, my God. Give him full access. 
He wants to come in. His presence. When I say his presence, that means his whole presence. And then he's going to guide you right. Because if you have a little piece that you're holding on to, he can't guide you correctly because you are resisting him instead of resisting the devil. God wants to give us power to be successful and enable us to stand up and what? Fight in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. As we pray. Thank you, Lord. I thank you for this devotional message by your spirit, Father God. I pray that we will take it in and now allow the Holy Spirit to give us visions, dreams regarding the parts in us, the iota, the minute parts, the fractional little pieces that we have not given over completely to God. We still want control of them, my God. But in all our ways, we must acknowledge you and you will. Amen. You will guard and guide us. You will give us peace if we keep our minds stayed on you because our mind is where the plans are made for us to do certain things, to keep thinking on it until we do it, my God, and commit our way to those things. But we don't want to be fallen, Lord. We don't want to be, my God, hell in contempt, my God, to be one who is separated eternally from God because of that one little piece. My God, help us, oh God, now to give our all to you, my God, in the name of Jesus. We claim victory here for each person, victory for each home, victory for each community that we are in, victory for that job that we are in. My God, a vocation. We know you're able, Father God. We want our whole household saved. We want the young people saved. We want those who are older that brought them into the world saved. We want, oh God, the, uh, the, the, the generation before that saved. Help us, oh God, to have the right mind. We need to be a holy community. If there's a little piece not right, we need to prayerfully, oh God, accept the fact that God needs to come in and do a mighty work and not, amen, compromise and, and allow it to be in, oh God, and tolerate things, become lax in prayer and lax in praise, lax in searching the scripture for in them we find eternal life. My God, we want laxness now gone. Deliver us from being lax. Relax, Lord. Deliver us, my God, from being procrastinators, Lord, putting it off. My God, tomorrow's not promised. Help us to do it today, Lord, is the accepted time. My God, today, if you hear his voice hard and not your heart, there's a little piece in you that needs to be made right. Holy Ghost, come on in. Come in my heart. Speak to my heart, Lord. Help me to be right in Jesus' name. In the matchless name of Jesus. Come in, oh God, like a mighty rushing wind, like an amen, a sweet-smelling savior, oh God. Make me right, Lord God. Hallelujah. Every piece in me, Lord, in the name of Jesus, you're able, Lord. We've been fighting too long, too many years. It's got to be gone, oh God. We don't want a new year to come in and it's still there. No, we don't want another day to go by where, where that thing is still here. No, we don't even want another minute. Do it, Lord. Help me, Lord. 
to turn the faucet off of that thing. Turn the light switch off, oh God. Depleted of its power. We know you're able, depleted of its nourishment. We know you're able, God. Help me to nourish myself in the holy faith, in the name of Jesus, and stand, do all the Holy Ghost needs me to do, to stand and fight, resist the devil, and he will flee. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for conquering power. We thank you, Lord, for victory is mine. I told the devil, get the behind victory today is mine i'm giving up no ground hey hallelujah i'm holy ghost heaven bound i'm giving up no ground in jesus name thank you lord hallelujah amen 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 we of the realm of agape christian church pray that the holy word of god has richly blessed your soul to send prayer requests, use the contacts page of our website, www.roagape.org. We need your continued prayers and financial support to maintain this ministry. You can also find a secure means of donating on our website. God bless you.